I suppose the first question I'd like to ask you is what it's been like to have a job like yours for the last three years with quite complicated, lengthy supply chains from Asia and also people not shopping in the way that they were before pandemic. Describe the last three years for you and what it's been like. I know it was it was looking like kind of roller coaster, you know, when you uh, you know that something will happen, but you don't know what what will happen in in the next day. I think that you you can look at it from the from two perspectives. The first one is it it has changed completely the way of working in the company. Suddenly uh, lockdown, so uh, everybody was working at the office every day, close together, having a lot of meeting, and suddenly we have to learn new tools, a new way of working. We had also to uh, accept to not to travel, so connecting with also uh, all the worlds uh, in distance, which was a very challenging part. I think that you have this part, which drive through a massive transformation in terms of mindset and the way you work. And then, on the other hand, in the external area, you I used to say that it's looking like a reality check. You know, you always try to build your fundamental of business. And when a storm is coming like that, you just realize what's working and what's not working. And supply chain is a good example, but also uh, online sales, you know, when the shop was suddenly shut down, is your online sales setup and network is working well? Did you have the right partner, the right level of marketing, uh, and so on and so forth? So it's, it's, it's kind of this big reality check what, which was happening. Now, the other thing that sort of stands above the disruption caused by COVID is the sustainability argument, isn't it? That it's not the most green thing to do to manufacture a pair of running shoes in Vietnam and then transfer them halfway across the world to where they're going to be used. So you're obviously thinking, because you're a brand that's associated with health and, and, and well-being, that it might have been a good idea to try and reshore to have manufacture return to Europe. Yes, before moving to this uh, solution of reshoring, I think that first of all, um, there is plenty of stuff to do already by having our production in, uh, in Asia and make things sustainable. So uh, we should not just looking at this challenge of uh, sustainability like black and white and say, okay, things which are doing is, is, is just bad or uh, high in, has a high impact. And suddenly we can find solution with a low impact. How easy is it to find European suppliers? Because one of the problems that we have here in Europe is that that specialisation, that, that skill base has, has often been lost. I mean, that's certainly true in the UK, where now you just get very high-end, very expensive shoes made here. You don't get normal shoes made in the UK. So how tough is it to find those suppliers? It's, it's one of the challenge, and uh, this is always the challenge of the pioneer, uh, I would say. Um, so, of course, we had to activate a new kind of network to support the factory. You still have, you know, it's, it's, it looks weird, but even when, when we are producing in, uh, in Asia, sometimes we are using some European supplier for some, some parts, which were a little bit technical or when we were looking for specific uh, technology. So... We had already this uh, small uh, base of supplier, but for the main part of the shoe, it's, it's, it shows that we are currently assessing and looking for opportunity. Today, we think that the, the job will be done for the upper part, you know, the, the upper part of the shoe, the soft part of the shoe. 
we think that within few uh, few years we'll be able to have most of the tier two supplier coming from Europe. And today, one of the biggest challenge is the bottom unit. So the bottom unit is um, the element where you have the outsole, and then you have the the, the, the bottom unit. You know this part which creates. Uh, comfort and uh, and dynamism and this one is still uh, as of today for the factory to be very transparent this one is still produced in Asia and shipped to the factory because when you say we have lost the know-how in fact it's we didn't lost it today the know-how of a, of a modern sport shoe has been invented in Asia so uh, you, you understand that the sport shoe produced 40 years ago 30 years ago in Europe are using some technology but today the, the technology are completely new and they have been invented in Asia with all the, the, the new generation of plastic, uh, the new generation of injection, mold and so on. And, and this is where we, we, we still look for uh, what could be the solution because we, we don't believe that we can use like to like the same technology and bring it back to Europe. So it's much more looking at the solution, what's next. Uh, what could be the next disruption and how we can create some new skills and know-how in Europe. I have a small example of that is, you know, that Salomon on the top of this production in France, we have also several other uh, innovation. And one is called Index 01. And this is one of the first full recyclable shoe uh, you have in the market where uh, the bottom unit is made in TPU, so in thermoplastic, instead of EVA, which is more or less the, the, all the, the plastic that used for most of the shoe. And this TPU is easy to recycle, and for Salomon it's even easier, so that when we are taking back the shoe, we are able to uh, put this uh, material into our alpine boots. You know, the, the plastic injection of alpine boot is the same material. So we have this uh, innovation, and we believe, for example, that it's going to be easier for Europe, for example, to change maybe the plastic, use maybe TPU instead of EVA, for example, and then move to this uh, new generation of, uh, of product. So do you think that this is a real trend that we're going to see over the next few years for European manufacturers as they sort of, I mean, I suppose it's about de-risking geopolitically as well, isn't it, as well as the environmental side of the story these supply chains everyone is telling us has got to be shorter. So do you think that you're going to be blazing a trail for other manufacturers? It's clear that uh, reshoring was part of the insight. You know, it's five years ago, six years ago, it was much more uh, looking at insight, looking at magazine, university uh, professor writing some uh, article and say, say, guys, one day you will have a challenge in terms of uh, supply chain and you will have to reshore and so on. Sustainability came on the top, and of course, you know, you, you have a massive gain in terms of carbon footprint. So the, the production that we're going to produce in, in France will, I don't have the detailed calculation, but today the, the first assumption we have made was we will reduce more than half the carbon footprint of our product made in France compared to, uh, to made in Asia for uh, European market. And of course, yet all what is happening today in the world where we start to see that energy is increasing. You have scarcity of, uh, of supply, you have disruption in the supply chain, and so on. Of course, all this evidence made kind of obvious having this type of strategy. I would stick to what we were saying before we had all this uh, crisis, because I think this is where we, we, we had this, uh, the, the, the vision, and I just want to stick to that. I think that today, if I look at Salomon, I think that if we are able to 
within five years, being able to have 20% of our production in uh, Richard. So 20, 25%, uh, it, it would be really a home run for us in terms of uh, elevating our knowledge, um, diluting the risk because you start to have a different type of vendor, uh, being much, much more reactive in terms of, uh, of supply. You know, when the, the market is accelerating or uh, slowing down, you can also be much more reactive having a, having a factory closed. And the last one is also elevating, you know, the circular economy because what you would get back in, uh, in, um, in, uh, in Europe as a material that you have to recycle to recreate a new product, you can use this, uh, this material back to Europe and you don't need to uh, ship again to uh, another place of the world to ship back where the product is finished. So we have this kind of vision. It's not, and as I told you at the beginning, it could not be black and white so that we say, okay, it's, it's better for the environment. Let's go uh, all in because it's, it's, it's just not possible. But, but I think that having, having a nice portfolio of different production across the world is certainly the, the solution for the future. For this is the future of the industry. Surely, if you can have on the packaging and the product, this is a Salomon running shoe made in France, made in Europe. It's going to be an unusual thing and surely a bonus, won't it? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But it could not be the only value proposition you give to the consumer. So it, it has to be... Uh, it has to be a performance product. It has to be a durable product. It has to be what Salomon is unique uh, and uh, famous for. And then on the top is, is a made in France. So uh, uh, we just have to pay attention on that one, that today uh, you have one part, which is what is about the industry and the future of the industry and how we have to become very innovative to behave well, to reduce our impact, and also to tackle the, the next disruptive technology which are coming up. And there is another thing, which is how you create value to the consumer. And we know that having a high level of sustainable product or made in France product and so on should be part of the value proposition, but it could not be the only one. So a consumer is also looking for a very high level of function and durability. The Wall Street Journal article mentioned the fact that Adidas have tried this reshoring and it didn't work. What did they do wrong? I don't know, so I'm I'm not working with them. So you must have a rough idea why that didn't work out for them. To be honest, I don't know. Uh, what what I suspect is they were communicating on this factory. I think that they they learn a lot, and now they not they don't communicate anymore. But I'm sure that they have several projects behind. And it looks like, or maybe the article was. Uh, was much more uh, uh, showing maybe a kind of it did not work, but anytime you invest and you go for innovation, you learn so much that even if the perception is a fail, it's certainly a big success for them and they, they have been learning quite a lot and they will be ready for a new, uh, a new step in their industry. So um, I have a lot of respect for, for the competition and especially the one which are also daring this type of very ambitious uh, part. But to be honest, I, I have no clue, so I'm not. Uh, this is, of course, uh, a big secret from uh, from companies. And finally, does your Chinese owner of the organisation mind about bringing manufacturing back to Europe? Because the fantastic success of China and Asia over the last forty, fifty years has been down to manufacturing for the West. Do you think that bothers them, or are they pleased that you're doing it? 
the, the project starts before they acquire us, but as long as we have presented the plan and we are showing what we wanted to do, we get only support for this type of uh, process. You know, what, what makes your, your success in the past is maybe not what is, will make your success in the future. I think that these people are uh, smart uh, shareholders. They look at the future. They understand uh, when you speak about uh, risk mitigation, industry disruption, automation, and so on. This is thing that they, they master and they know perfectly that things are moving forward. And, uh, and I wish that uh, I will be able to... to um, You know that Salomon is also at the pinnacle of the group and, uh, and showing the future. But today, I, I get more support than question in this type of, uh, of process. And also, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, smart people in business know that nothing ever stays the same and things are always changing, don't they? Yeah, yeah. yes, yes. If, if I have a comment on the, on, the, on, the, on the shareholder we have today and the consortium, which is... Uh, China, but also Canada, we meet people which have a very long-term view, ready to invest, ready to support brands. Of course, you know, uh, result is a result, but, uh, but I think that they, they are also keen on creating value and uh, they know that value creation is coming also with innovation, long-term investment. And it's a, it's a good example of, you know, a company which is managing short-term uh, challenge. And today we have a lot of short-term challenge. But in the meantime, we have also space for long-term investment. 